is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Rebel scum. Rebel scum. Hello, James. This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm Brock. As I just said, this is James. You're muted. <laughs> You're still muted. <laughs> James Solo. I coughed. I coughed during the uh, yeah, yeah. I mute my mic. So hey, hey you know, respect for that. Like people cough all the time and like you need to like have the etiquette on a Zoom StreamYard teams. Yeah, call. you don't need to hear people cough. You know, radio yeah. has the yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 James, did you watch the new episode of Andor? I absolutely did watch the new episode of Andor. And I gotta tell you, I really, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's mm. get that out of the way. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I, I, it, it brought me back to my original thought on this show, Brock, and that is, this is a binge watching show more than anything. I was like, drop this one. Last week I was like, oh, this is an episode. This week felt like it was mm. to get us to where we need to go, which is fine. It's not a knock on it. Just it feels like, oh, okay, we're back to we're back to the arcs now. And um, but I, I really did enjoy it. It was the first time though all season for me that when it ended, I go, oh, oh, it's done. That was the first time I had that kind of feeling. Was oh like, really? Yeah, kind of when it ended. I and you know I I watch it with the baby, so it's like it's not I'm not fully like. There's some things I'm like, oh, I wish I saw heard this again. But yeah, to me it just felt like it ended. But that being said, I really enjoyed it. I loved. Mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't wait to see. Like I still don't know where it's going. <laughs> you know, like I know where it's yeah. going, but I don't know how it I don't know how it's gonna get there or how it's going to be when we get there. Yeah, this is like episode eleven, right? Yeah. My freaking dog came in and opened the door. Damn. Um <laughs> uh, this is episode eleven. There's one more episode, which bums me out because I could watch this show for twenty four episodes. Oh, we don't get um, any more Star Wars until until the February with the Mando. What is Bad Batch coming out? I don't know. It was supposed to come out like six yeah. years ago. It's just like <laughs> I think I don't think they I think they forgot to 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 animate it and then just <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna keep stalling. No, it's coming. We swear. It's like, oh my yeah. god, we forgot Bad Batch. Um. Yeah. No, the episode was great, and it's just like I was. I was. I should have texted this to you when I was watching. It was like I. I finally realized, like, the scene where we see Val for the first time after Andari, that she's talking to Clea. And then she's like, I was, like, Lois Lane on it, where, like, Clea let her hair down. And I was like, who is that? Who is that person? And I'm like, <laughs> and I, then they, they showed it in the, like, the previously on Andor. I was like, oh, right, 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 right. And, like, it's that simple. You put your hair down and people are like, where did you go? Um, Superman technique. I love that. I like 
but yeah, like, I mean, we get Saw Guerrero again in this episode. We got two tubes, and oh, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing an X Wing, <laughs> just an X Wing. Uh, and it's like the black ones. I like, uh, or just, oh, yeah, I, know, I know, like, the X Wing's probably, they can just like, well, we just color wherever we want. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, that's so cool. Um, because I think like Rebels really did a point that like this is how we got this ship and this is how we got that ship, and they never did X wings, so I guess like X wings are just around. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't. I don't even know where to start. What stood out for you? The like, what was the biggest, like, the most exciting part of this episode? Do you think? I think, I I I think for me it was the. It was Luthan and Saw, I think, was my favorite part. Where mm, you kind of mm. see, like, Saw isn't really at the level that we know Saw in Rogue One yet, right? He's right. From the, Luthan's, like, full-blown. Yeah. Luthan's, like, the, the all the way there, but Saw's not. And I just love Luthan is, like, just listen, we have to go a little bit too extreme yeah. to get what we need. But I also, uh, Andor's mom is is... I can't stop thinking about um, what's really going on there. Because I, I don't buy that she's dead. And maybe I'm naive for thinking that. Oh, but yeah. I just like, because I just kind of started, like, it's all sketchy right off the bat. And I go, no, she's dead. And we never see her body. And why? And I said this to Fantasia. Mm. Like, why would you get Fiona Shaw Yeah. if she's just going to kind of show up and then be dead without even, yeah. like, really acknowledging, like, That's a really beforehand? good point. And so it's like, I feel like there's something going on. It was called Daughter of, of Ferrix. She's there. My my feeling at first is I'm like, oh, she's gonna, she's pretending to be dead. And then a part of me is like, well, what if, what if she, the, the Empire has like kind of gotten a hold of her and they've faked her death to flush out, hmm. to flush out uh, Andor. And then another part of me is what if it is Vel's girlfriend, wife, whatever, because she kind of approached her last episode. Like, what if she has something to do with it. Yeah. So I just I don't buy that she's uh dead. So that, those are the two things for me. And it's amazing too because it's like even though we don't see her body or she's like has like one last scene in this episode, there's still the like, emotional charge of it. And we're like, oh no, I mean, because all how people react. Like for this episode, like uh, BT. B2 emo, yeah. like it's just like buddy. How do you make a little like how how can they constantly make these like set decoration <laughs> make you like fall in love? Like just like maybe it's just because this one had you know it's 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 like it's like an R2 unit, an astromech sort of droid. I don't think it's an astromech, but like that style. And usually they just beep and bop and whatever. And this one actually has a voice with a fun stutter, yeah. like, which is genius because also it shows time, right? Because when then when they're in the past, like he works fine, right? But, but uh, um, ah, uh, it was just like in one episode, you're just like ah, oh, and I think that's genius because that misdirects you completely. I think you're ah. Uh, I I had never thought about that. I don't know if they're gonna play it out in the next episode, or but I could definitely see down the road in season two. You're like, I was never dead, or whatever. <laughs> there's one thing about oh, this man, show that's is crazy. it never goes the way I think it. Like it goes the way I think it's gonna go, and then it's like actually 
like they take me just as far as me being like, ha, I was right. And then like, actually you were up until this point, which is the point that matters. So we'll see. I just, that, that was my feeling on it. But then Andrew brought up a good point that, you know, maybe we didn't see her. And I don't know if it was his or somebody else's, but the, the idea that we didn't see her die because we're seeing her die through the eyes of Andor of Cassian. And he never saw her die, which I was like, that's a good point. But also, it's kind of if that's the way they do it, it doesn't also really work because we're seeing like her house, <laughs> like the aftermaths of it, which Andor is certainly not seeing at all. As Brock, I don't know if it's Brock left or if I left. It's Brock has left the building. It is just me right now talking. I guess I'll go full screen so that everybody can see my beautiful face. Oh, that's a split screen. That's Brock's face. Let's remove him. Um, but th this is what I got from the episode is that I feel like we are going they're, they're taking they like to like do the twists and turns, but not the the typical Hollywood twists and turns necessarily more like, you know, what what fits their story, how to navigate their story. And if their story is, at you know, to the right, like if we're going, you know, in a straight line and their story is ending in one way, they're going to they're going to take every twist and turn to get to that ending. So it's still going to have the same ending. They just they know where they're going. And that's one thing I really appreciate about this show is that it 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 feels calculated right everything they do is calculated they know where they're going with it they know how, they, how they're going to get there and they're not going to get there in the in a traditional way and that is, is that's enjoyable and that's why i don't think his mother at this point in time is dead i mean she, and and the, the, that's the other thing though is because i think that that also makes me think that she is dead and we're not going to go back to that because that's the other way this show goes, is I think it's going one way, and it's not. It's going to go the other. Mon Mothma, we had some bombs dropped by Mon Mothma last week, and this week we're seeing more. And it's like, what's going on with her family? Where's that taking us to go? I, th there's so many questions on this uh, that they're that it's like their purpose. What they're doing better than like a mystery box, I would suggest, is that they're not posing questions um, for for, for the mystery of it, they're posing questions for the story of it. And I think that's what's really working is we're like, why, what is happening here? And then you see like the Mon Mothma, like she kind of, she trapped herself, which was great too. We learned that about her. She kind of trapped herself and Andor kind of did the same. There's a Mon Mothma and Andor are, are, are parallels of each other. And I really enjoy that aspect of the storytelling in this show. And this is a show that I think, and I've seen most of Boba Fett twice. Hey, Dale, I've seen most of Book of Boba Fett twice, not all of it twice, and it hasn't been like a direct uh, watch through of it. Mandalorian season one, I did do that watch through of. Andor is 100% a show. I'm going to have to do a complete uh, a complete watch through view, like the whole thing as if it's a movie all at once. And that to, to that point, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I still feel like that could have been a movie. Um a long, sure, a long movie, a three-part movie, whatever. Andor doesn't feel like it should have been a movie. It feels like it should have been a show. But I still think it's like the binge-watching show, which I brought up a million times to that. I, I feel like it, it has more of like that Stranger Things kind of feel to it, that kind of vibe of one long story. I think the Lord of the Rings show would have worked better that way. And I do think Book of, Bo Book of Boba Fett would have worked better that way as well. But they're they're also very, very different things back and forth as as well. The fisherman guys in this episode, I believe uh, Pete from Around the Galaxy 
uh, kind of found them as concept art or something from Rogue One, or they had something to do with Rogue One. And that's kind of cool if that's where they use those designs from. But I got to bring up, we have uh, Thanksgiving American, the American. We did, the, in Canada, we did our Thanksgiving already. We have Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. And on the Rebel Scum podcast, we like to have a lot of fun with uh, Thanksgiving. We try to do as many shows as we can. Uh, in the morning at 10 a.m., you're going to get uh, Brock and Andrew talking about Tales of the Jedi. Both of them really dig Tales of the Jedi. So you're going to have a, a, a conversation we'll have about that series, discussing it. Are we going to get more? Were they satisfied? I don't know. So they're going to be doing that 10 o'clock in the morning. 1.30 in the afternoon on Thanksgiving Thursday. 1.30, and this is all Eastern time. 1.30, we have a roundtable where we're talking about the future of streaming Star Wars and how it's been, how it's going, and or uh, Ahsoka, Acolyte, all that stuff, fun stuff. We're going to talk about that with Pete Fletzer from Around the Galaxy. So join us 1.30 p.m. for that. None of these shows are actually going to be live. They're, going to, they're, already, they're taped. Some of them might have already been taped. But we'll have a live chat so you can be a part of it. And it's going to be a lot of fun that day. And then at night, at 8.30 at night, we're going to be live. This one will be live. We'll be live with uh, episode 265 of the Rebel Scum podcast to have a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun talking the finale of Andor and possibly other things going on today. We're going to be getting Mandalorian season three trailer. Rumor is Christmas Day is coming. And on Christmas, we got a lot of other cool stuff coming on on the channel as well. Um, the 26th Boxing Day, straight through until New Year's Eve, uh, we're going to have shows. And then New Year's Day is our ranking star wars show so if you are a patreon and you have not submitted your rankings list you got to get on that submit the ranking list for your top live action star wars films there are 11 of them as of now and the lists have been coming in and they are wild and i'm still not sure if the last jedi is going to come in the top five or the bottom two i and i'm not saying that as like you know just to say it to like stir the pot or anything but that i'm looking at the list come in and that's where, where it's, a, it's either you know top five or it is like bottom of the barrel so there's no middle ground except for for solo software story or not so solo's low too vote solo a little higher everybody because that movie gets no love and i think it deserves a lot more love with that and then willow's coming out from the the writer of solo so we have that you got i brock's trying to get on i have mitts have you guys seen my star wars oven mitts these are fantastic they will get your turkey going on turkey day gobble gobble but that we got so much fun stuff going on with um <laughs> oh emotional evolution said my my the monkeys aren't working buzz and then his keyboard or their keyboard was not Okay, Thanksgiving is our big day, but it, yeah, between Christmas and, and New, New Year's Day, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff uh, as well on the channel. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, whatever. We can ring that bell for notifications and all of that stuff because it is uh, non-stop. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, we're gonna, I want to get, we're gonna get back to the Andor talk. But we're gonna wait for Brock's technical difficulties to get him back on here to talk a little bit more about it, but. Mandalorian season three is coming. I've watched the trailer now a few times. I didn't get to see it when it first came up, but I've seen it a few more times. And I am really excited for the third season. Man, I like I, Andor is probably on every level the best uh, show that we've gotten. But Mandalorian is 
the most Star Wars show that we've gotten, and it's it's beyond fun. It's like it exceed it exceeded I think expectations. It's so much fun. It, it's and it's something that I would I don't even compare it to Andor necessarily, but I I enjoy it to death. And then seeing the trailer, it brought me right back to it. They're digging really deep in the Mandalorian lore, and it's the funny thing with this is this is the stuff that uh, when it came to like Clone Wars and Rebels, I was like moderately interested in that stuff like it was i was never over the moon about mandalore or mandalorians or any of that stuff i was kind of like this is fine i want to get back to <laughs> to the star wars stuff and now i'm all in a man and a mandalorians uh, mandalorian lore i'm like show me all this stuff that's going on and the other thing with this show andor has a sh- andor has as well but the, the the love and care and attention to detail that is brought into the show and i think because of the volume because we're all we, we all know about the volume now. We don't appreciate and respect it as much anymore. But I think there is a lot of love and care and dedication. And 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 they try to do their best with these shows. And they're trying to push the level of technology on it as well. And Andor, you can love Andor. But Andor is not... Oh, I mean, the, the, the eye episode might. But like they're not really doing that, which Star Wars is known for. I was thinking about Avatar earlier, too. I'm like, I wonder why George... Because George Lucas, we saw Brock and I, we went to go see... Uh, uh, the, the Phantom Menace 3D, and I heard Attack of the Clones 3D was phenomenal. And then I was thinking about Avatar, and because James Cameron and 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 uh, and George Lucas, you know, they're buddy buddy. They did their interviews and stuff. I was thinking about Avatar. I'm like, I wonder why Lucas wasn't like, okay, now was the time to do to do three more Star Wars because he had, you know, he had an idea for it. And I know he said he didn't want to take his time, and I know the prequels probably put a sour taste in his mouth. But I feel like. With the advancement of of 3D technology, what James Cameron is bringing to it, James Cameron very much, and think what you want about Avatar. It's not my favorite movie, but James Cameron very much did what George Lucas did in a lot of aspects with propelling the technology forward, right? Like he, they took it like Transformers. I want to say the third Transformers movie, the one, the last one I think was Shia LaBeouf. The opening sequence in 3D was some of the most phenomenal 3D I ever saw. Then you have Jackass 3D, some of the best 3D I ever saw there as well. And that's all because of Avatar. And I I, I was thinking about it the other day with Avatar 2 coming out. It's like, I wonder if George Lucas, why George Lucas didn't stick with it and maybe do three Star Wars movies fully three-dimensional. Now, by the time the third Star Wars, his third one would have come out, I think 3D really would have been done. And that could have been, you know, maybe he foresaw that. And then again, maybe because of the prequels, the way they were in, they, they went and all that stuff, uh, he just felt like it was not the right time. But we're going to bring Brock back in. Hey. <laughs> Brock's coming to his life. <laughs> it's my bathroom. Brock's in the bathroom. I love that you've got like a commentator headset. Like you're going to do the pod racing play by play for us. That's right. <laughs> Welcome I'd back. I, a, I was just my I usual. Just, <laughs> I just kind of talked about how uh, uh, what we're doing for Thanksgiving and then Christmas stuff, and then uh, I'm looking forward to Mando season three. I wanted to save our Andor talk for when you got back for your play-by-play yeah. appearance. Uh, anyway, Andor, do you know where this season is going? <laughs> no, you can hear me, right? Hundred percent. All right, cool, cool, cool. I don't know. I was just like, I mean, you just wowed me with the what if Marva's not actually dead? I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Um, I don't think, 
I don't think anybody knows. I mean, we saw that you saw that uh, comment from the directors saying like, like next season isn't about this. It's going to be about just. It's not going to be about war. It's going to be about creating a group. It's like uh, so. I think, yeah, I, I I think they are focused more on the characters rather than like the action. Even though there is a lot of action in this in this episode for sure. I mean. Seeing what Luthen can do with the Fondor is like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. I, I, there's so many articles on, like, Andor just rewrote how tractor beams work or whatever. Like, I'm just like, well, no, I mean, if you have enough money, you could probably outdo anything, so. Yeah, I like that tractor beam scene. Yeah, like, it's... Uh, I, was, I, I wasn't, I was like, how is he going to get out of this? That was like, <laughs> how are you going to get out of this and of course it's star wars and you knew he was going to get out of it but but at the same time i was like well maybe he won't because they have this way of of taking you down roads you didn't think you were going to go like i did not expect andor to get arrested after the first arc of the season you know like they're just like oh you're arrested and and it's like okay well he'll be out of prison by the end of the next episode no he's going to be in prison for the rest of the season (laughs) he was like oh all right, fair enough. What kind of crappy hotel doesn't notice a metal box like in the bathroom? Well, he hid it up in the shower under like a. Well, but it's it was... like on the top. It's like, it, and it's not like it's pretty exposed up there. <laughs> yeah, what I don't get is is that was a hotel, right? Or see, I yeah. didn't wasn't really. Sure. It was okay. It's a hotel. It's a resort. Yeah. But did he? Was he still paying for that room? Like nobody should have been in that room. That was how I felt. I'm like, well, he's still paying for this, so nobody should be in there. This uh, is rude. I thought I, it was rude. I don't think he was paying for that room. I think it was just like nobody goes up. They're all short people, and they can't see that high up. It's like your mom hiding the cookies on the top shelf. It's like I can't find it. Actually, my wife does that to me all the time. The snacks are low because she is short, and I can't see it from my vantage point. So like that happens all the time. So I can believe it. Um, and oh, like to start the episode too, we had these like these two alien characters that they these fish. Like, what did you think about that? They were pretty interesting characters. Wait, say that again. I lost you for a second. The t- the two fishermen character at the beginning of the episode. Oh right, like that was nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I brought them up briefly while you were gone. I think Pete mm. Fletcher uh, from Around the Galaxy, he showed something that looked like they were concept or from something from Rogue One. At least one of them was like taken from a design from Rogue One. I thought they were kind of cool. I'm trying to still figure out why they would, why the Empire would allow them to be on that planet. But I thought it was cool. I like their net, like that net that they, they yeah. caught them on. I don't understand the point of it. But I really, I, I enjoyed it. I liked them. At first, I was like, oh, are we going to... Are we going to uh, see more of the caretakers from yeah, yeah. Octo? Ah. But they were a little bit scarier looking. I kind of dug them. Yeah, no, and like the voices sounded so familiar. But I looked up the in the credits and it was like, no, I don't know any of those voices. But yeah, because usually those kind of characters are like, here's our guest star, here's our yeah. John Leguizamo. Like, uh, no, I was like, that was really cool, and it's like, I like how they're like, yeah, we'll help you. <laughs> we understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, screw the empire. Um, but yeah, um, what else was kind of? Oh, and now like, Mon Mothma's daughter is in like some weird cult or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I Mon Mothma's family. Yeah, 
intrigues me greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. That's something too. I'm like, I don't know where they're headed with this, mm-hmm. or why they're headed with this. Because at first, it's like, oh, her her husband's like all in on on the empire, and then all of a sudden, I was like, well, maybe he's he's a like a rebel, but doesn't want Mon Mothma to know. And then this episode with the daughter, but he wasn't in, he didn't like what the daughter was doing. Like he had wanted nothing to do with it. So I just, I can't figure out where they're going with these characters. And I, I, I care. And that's like, it's like, I, I, I want to know where they're going with them because they are the two characters. There's two other characters that I don't know where they end up. They're not because I think with Mon Mothma, is the books were like, oh, she's sick. And then they kind of just like wrote her out of the books after after Return of the Jedi, basically. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to forget, all, like, let's just screw those things. Then we get to Return of the Jedi, the movie, Mon Mothman alone, she had one scene. Like, it's not like a, she's a big deal in it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. her family could be at home cooking dinner or whatever, for all we know. But now it's like, well, like, did yeah. she lose them? Did they split up? Like, is he some, like, is he in that room with her? Yeah, has, like I, I don't know, and I and I and I really want to know. Yeah, and I saw this thing with Gilroy where he said they took a lot of the information from the show. They got a lot of the Coruscant stuff from the George Lucas show that was abandoned like 15 mm. years ago. But he said the one thing that was fair game was Mon Mothma. He said there was nothing about Mon Mothma's family or anything. They could do whatever they wanted, and that's where they concocted these characters. Mm. And so they kind of have free reign to do what they want with them because there's no there's no canon about where they were and there's no canon about where they're going so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's like, no, it's like at some point you have to do stuff with certain characters and it's like, yeah, like run with it. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example that they've done. This. I guess Boba Fett. Boba Fett's is the exact same example where they're like characters that like people have been interested in, but we've never really done anything drastic with them. So it's like, um, I feel I wish there was this amount of detail in Boba Fett's past as the, they do with Mon Mothma. Like it would be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, Daniel Logan's too old to be him, a child version of himself. Ah, oh, no. What am I saying? They no, they were able to put young Boba Fett in the thing with old, uh, old footage. Which is like it would have been nice to be like, how did Boba get from, uh. Uh, Camino to, you know, uh, uh, the Imperial Star Destroyer where they get hired to get Han Solo. Like, we've seen it in Rebels, but like, it would just be nice. It's like, oh, how, why did he decide on? Obviously, he decided on that armor because that's what Django wore. But like, why is it green? You know, there's those little details. Like, why? Why this? What? Where's? Where was your your head at? So it's it's fun seeing this, and it's like it's sad too because it's like. All she's trying to do is bring peace back to the galaxy, but she can't even have peace in her own house. What's great about Andor is it's a show on Disney Plus and not a comic and not a book. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a show that we can sit there and watch and discuss, and the vast majority of people are watching it as well, and they're seeing it. Because as great as books and comics can be, it's such a niche audience that you're like, guess what I read? And people are like, who cares? Like, and with all with all due respect, like like 
you know, you put something in a book, most people are like, I don't care. That's not real. What happens in the movies or TV shows? That's where people's heads are at. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I'm glad we're getting this in a movie because I really wish we got that, that Lando. What was that book that came out? Lords of the Sith? No. Lords of the Sith? About Masters what? of the Sith? It came out this summer with Lando and Luke. Um, oh, uh, trying to find Oshi or something. It was like it sounded cool. I'm like, oh, that's like a that should be a show. And so it's a book. I'm like, well, seven people are gonna read it. Yeah. And it's like, like, and and now and the and what I hate too. And and I like the idea of everything connecting, but it just doesn't work. Like people like people got mad at Filoni during Bad Batch because they changed Kanan's. Uh, Order 66 story from the comic book. It's like, well, the comic book got canceled because nobody was reading the comic book. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's just at some point they're hank, they can handcuff themselves with this canon stuff. And I still feel like, unless you see it on screen, and I'll include animation on screen as well, but as long as you see it on screen, I just feel like it's fair game to, to change it if you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, but that eight flow, <laughs> everyone's going to get mad at me. Or if you do that, then if you don't want to do that, then have a group of people that's in charge to make sure that everything flows. Like you, can, if you're gonna do this character, then you have to make sure it's this, this, and this, and then you're in this place. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, it's tough to navigate all of that, and then mm-hmm. there's so many books and comics coming out. And the thing that I think they're doing right uh, is, and I haven't obviously read it, but the High Republic, where they can isolate it to. Yeah. books and comics where you can have basically the same audience kind of play in that sandbox. And then you have the Acolyte and I think the Acolyte's going to break free of, of some stuff and kind of do what it wants. And it's just going to, I think the Acolyte, just my opinion based on nothing, is the Acolyte's going to play in that time period, but not necessarily in the High Republic sandbox. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, I think like, you're right. Yeah, it's like going to be like, it takes place here, but all that stuff you read doesn't it doesn't matter to this yeah. story. That's what I think. I mean, and now they they're the new phase of the High Republic is like a hundred years into the past of what you've read in the first phase. It's kind of confusing. Like it's, it's like, confusing I'll, I'm sure it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it just seems like you're. It's like reading Marvel comics where you reboot every like couple of years, so people have a number one to start with. It's like. It's not a bad idea, but then call it something else. Don't call it High Republic, like, or do High Republic where you're in this period, and then but go chronologically. Don't jump back. So, like, what's going to happen? We finish this phase of High Republic, and Acolyte comes out, which is a hundred years in the future of what the original phase was. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm game to read and watch all this stuff, but it's just like it seems a little confusing. I don't know. Yeah, when you told me that, I, I didn't understand it. I, I felt like Lucas did it for a reason. Now I think it's, I think a lot of times it's just gimmicky, right? Or they're like, oh, you know what we could do? We could go back and do yeah. this. And then that's, yeah. I, yeah. But, I, but I do think what they're doing is smart, keeping it all isolated in, in, in yeah. books and comics. Yeah. Because Oh, absolutely. Like, I put everything else in the, the movies and TV shows, and then that stuff make it fun right there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with that. You want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Hold on. Now we'll do it. <laughs> do it. An asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Never tell Damn me it, the Chewy. odds. <laughs> Brought to you by the wonderful people who support us through patreon.com slash rebelscumpodcast. If you like what we do, 
head on down to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and support us in any way you like. And when you do that, you get some extra content. We are always trying to give more and more Star Wars to the best. And the wonderful people that support us are the following. Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Red, Scott D, Josh Bryce. All right. Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Girls of Sampers and Denerts. It's a great list. Thank you, Thank you all for Thank your you. support. Yeah. Uh, and this week, Brock, I told everybody Thanksgiving morning, you and, and Fantasia are going to be doing a Bright Suns show on Tales of the Jedi. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I think I probably will this week, though. I almost turned it on this morning, but instead I watched a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Don't ask questions. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your support. Uh, and then I think to Monday, Monday there's going to be a special Never Tell Me the Odds uh, with uh, Heidi. So that's going to be fun. Here we go. Uh, Never Tell Me the Odds, a Luthan, a former Jedi. Was Luthan a former Jedi, Brock? Uh, was he Darth Maul? Was he Darth Maul? Uh, I'm gonna go 100. I'm gonna go zero percent. I don't want that to happen. I think he's an interesting character altogether. Obviously, there's more backstory that we don't know, but like, I don't want him to be a Jedi. It's just no, no, thank you. I um, I love that you you almost said 100 percent. Yeah, by accident. That was I was like, holy crackers! Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go uh, 31%. I don't think so. I really. If this is not the show that would do that anyway, mm-hmm. it would happen probably. Somebody else would get their hands on Luther and be like, he was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I could see him. I could see, and I mentioned this to Andrew, and uh, I I could see him with a lightsaber. I don't know if he would use a lightsaber. But he's the character that I would have one because of the shot. But I'm going to go 37% because I also don't think he was a former Jedi. And this isn't the show that really needs it. But, you know, you always think, oh, no Jedi. And they're like, we're going to keep it grounded. But it's at the end of the day, it is Star Wars. So I would say I wouldn't expect a Jedi to show up, but I wouldn't be surprised or disappointed if one showed up. That's what mm-hmm. I would say to people. But I wouldn't expect it. Uh, never tell the odds we will see a lightsaber in the Andor finale. Will we see a lightsaber, like whether just in the background, used or not, Brock? Will a lightsaber be somewhere visible in the finale of Andor? Uh, the only way I could see it is if it's in Luthen's shop. Uh, yeah, no, it's I just don't. Or they go to Jetta for some reason, you know, which would be cool. Uh, but no, I'm gonna go ten percent on this one. I'm going to go full Brock. I really don't see it happening the same with Luthen being a Jedi, but I'm mm. also like, maybe not this season, but I feel like at some point we will get something, but I could be wrong. And I, and this, again, this show, I know they're not focused on any of that, but I still feel like at some point, you know, here in star Wars, you want to have fun with star Wars. Like, and I don't necessarily think we'll see the force, but a lightsaber could be very possible. And our final odd, the greatest odd of all time, will Jar Jar Binks appear by the end of season two of Andor? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go 
eighty percent. Like, let's go wow. to Boo, see new Boo for like a second, and then there he is. I really want this to happen. I'm gonna go fifty-three percent. I'm still low on it happening. Yeah. Um, I I still feel like I mean I know like Wendig put him into aftermath, and he was a like a clown street performer on Naboo and all that. And he was, right, he was, right. He was disgraced, but I still feel like there's a place for him in this, and I kind of still wish we saw him in Rogue One. Like, could you just imagine Rogue One if if Bail Organa and Jar Jar Binks walked out together and <laughs> didn't he didn't have to say anything? Like, could you yeah, just, like yeah. I just feel like that would have been a great moment. Yeah. And I think, and you know, maybe by the time Rogue One came out, what was that eleven years after Sith? Maybe that was still not enough time. But now we're looking at what are we at seventeen years? After Revenge of the Sith now? All right. No. 17? Gosh, 17. I think, you know, 20 plus years for them. I think we're at a time now where the fans uh, kind of want the Jar Jar contact that, content. That's where we're getting the Black Series. That's where we're getting Ahmed Best hosting game shows. Mm-hmm. That's where we're getting all these things. I think that we're at a point now where they could probably bring him into the stuff. And what better show to bring Jar Jar in than a serious one like Andor? And again, he doesn't have to say anything. I just think it would be neat if he was there in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. Redemption for Jar Jar Binks is what it is. That is our Never Tell Me the Odds. Let us know what your odds are in the comments below. Brock, it's time for the news. Hollow news. Hollow news. Hollow news. Hollow news. Okay, bye. Hollow news. The news you need to know right now. As phase two of the High Republic continues to roll out, News comes that the second issue of Volume 2 of the Marvel series by Kevin Scott and Ario Anadito will be coming back for a second print. Bringing it with an Anadito cover taken from a splash page in Issue 2 featuring the infamous Twinkle Sisters. The High Republic Balance of the Force, Chapter 2, Tay Sirik. Death Strikes on Jedi. Jedi Knight Vildar Mac came searching for answers on the Pilgrim Moon only to find a world divided. As arguments between forest believers rage in the street, Vildar and young Padawan Matthew Cathley investigate the disappearance of, a, disappearance of a piece of religious art in a near-forgotten shrine. But a mysterious figure lies in wait for them, a figure who claims to have knowledge of ancient rituals long forbidden by the Jedi. Haunted by the horrors of this of his past, Vildar Mac moves to apprehend the dark sider, only to fall victim to his arcane powers. This second printing will release uh, in April 1st of 2023. And if you got, it's got to be good if it's going to second print. So check it out. Uh, Star Wars Squadron is due to be released for free next week, courtesy of Epic Games. The Epic Game Store library is set to allow all users to grab the 2020 game for free for seven days starting next Thursday, November 24th, as part of its weekly freebies. Evil Dead, The Game, and Darkly Deity are available to play for free until Squadrons takes over. So sign up for Epic Games and get those free games now. And finally, Star Wars Convergence finally hits shelves next week. This is part of the High Republic, I believe. Before what then is up, there is an opportunity to attend a special launch event and jump in a day earlier. Next Monday, November 21st, Barnes & Noble at Union Square in New York City will host... Authors Zoraida Cordova and Alexa Segura, who wrote Poe Dameron Freefall, 
for a conversation about the book. Afterwards, attendees will be able to have their copies signed by Cordova. The event, like I said before, will take place at the Barnes & Noble location in Union Square at 7 p.m. Eastern on November 21st, and tickets can be purchased right now at Barnes & Noble's site. So if you're in New York, go check it out. Because if you like the High Republic or Star Wars in general, it's always cool to just sit and chatting about Star Wars. And this has been your Hollow News. The High Republic strikes again. Yeah, man. I is it Wednesday I... yet? Is it Wednesday yet? The way it's <laughs> driving that says John. Like, you're not alone. You're not alone. But then after, here's the thing is we're going to get to Wednesday and be all happy and watch it. And then we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we're and then we're like, oh, oh man, uh, it's been a fun ride though. I am I am glad that uh, oh January fourth, twenty twenty three, broad Bad Batch season two. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm really I'm glad we got those first three episodes together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also like, damn, it's gonna be over soon. Like, son <laughs> of a gun. But we have the Santa Clauses to fall back on. So we have that going to Have you watched that yet? The Santa Claus? No, no. Me, me neither. I, 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 you know I'm going to, but we'll wait. All right. Top five, Brock. We're going. This is for you. <laughs> top five Wookiees, excluding Chewbacca, because I just feel like what's the point of putting Chewbacca on it? Although, you know, some like hipster somewhere would be like, Chewbacca didn't make my top five because it's like, shut up. Chewie's the best. End of discussion. Uh, <laughs> we just got hate mail coming out the wazoo. All right, top five yeah. uh, Wookies. Um, hold on, my number five Wookie is uh, Chewie's dad at from the holiday special. By the way, we're doing this because of Life Day just happened. Right? <laughs> Life Day. Did you see the thing that they posted for Life Day? The like seven hour music thing where it's just a Wookie holding a orb. <laughs> it was uh it was but anyway mine is a Chewbacca's father uh i forgot to ask is this only canon uh no it's we're not we don't take no anything just do what you then i'm gonna go zalbar the uh the chewbacca the wookiee from knights of the old republic the xbox game uh i remember getting is it the first one or the second one the first one uh yeah that's what beautiful about that game they knew like you know you want to be a wookie or have a wookie character follow you around and mm-hmm. he was pretty cool he had a sword <laughs> my number four is tarful because he's in revenge of the sith and uh he helps yoda yeah and i am all my number four my number four is tarful as well wow wow i thought it might be higher on your list Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find yeah. the Life Day cartoon that they put out, but I can't find it. So I guess I, maybe it was only over that day. They were, by the way, Star Wars is all in on Life Day now. Like they, <laughs> like they seem to have embraced it. Like Disney has all the plushies and like Funko. Like they're all in on it. It's George Lucas is like he's like I'm gonna buy it back. I'm buying Star Wars back. Stop with Life Day. Uh, my number three is Lumpy. Speaking of Life Day, Lumpy is my number three. <laughs> My number three is going to be Gunji, the young Jedi Padawan in the episode, the series of episodes where we follow a bunch of Padawans. They go to like, uh, oh, what's the planet that uh, the, all the uh, kyber crystals are where they go? It's in, uh, oh, fuck. 
they go to the, you know what I'm talking Ilum, about. Ilum. 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 Yeah, they go to Ilum to find their kyber crystals, and like I think that group of Padawan to kind of follow for a hot second. Um, yeah, Gunji, fun name. He's a tiny Chewbacca. I mean, Wookie. <laughs> Is he? He's my number two. Yeah, Gunji's my number two. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I I think I've made it pretty clear that I like Jedi, which I think is like, if you like Jedis now or Sith, people are like, you're not a real Star Wars fan. Real Star Wars fan don't need Jedi or Sith in their stories. Shut up. Rocky number two. My number two is going to be, oh God, what is Chewbacca's wife's name again? Uh, oh, uh, I can't remember. Mala, Mala. Mala, right. Mala, because you already did Lumpy and Itchy, so we're going to go Mala on this one. I'm going to go my number one. I believe it's your number one. My one, number one, Brock, two, is the same as yours. Three. Tavoka. <laughs> Chrysanthemum. That Chrysanthemum. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... it's it's a great character from, from comic to live action just gets it right. And it's, I was thinking about this recently and I never told you, it's like we have a new actor that can show up to um, conventions and be a, the, the woman, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that's fun. I don't know why that's fun to me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> do you know why? Because star Wars is fun and we can yeah, love yeah. Andor and how it's not fun. But at the end of the day, star Wars is all about having. Well, we talk about this Thursday show with Pete when he's on. How his son loved that finale of Book of Boba Fett, right? Because yeah, yeah. like at the end of the day, Star Wars is, and for us, Andor is fun. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's that's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Like Boba Fett only exists because of this obsession over an action figure because he looked cool, right? So this is what Star Wars is all about. Uh, anyway, yeah, we both have the same number one. Shocking, but we got to talk about Dale Ehrman's comment here before we leave. Brock mm. Luthen could have worked closely with the Jedi Special Ops for a while during the rise of the Empire. Clea could have been closely associated or similar to Padme's entourage. What do you think of that? Yeah, sounds cool. I mean, I feel like if you put the term special ops in anything, there are people like, oh. Yeah, no, it's so true. So I saw special ops, like, we're talking about this. It's There's only one P in ops. Brock's an English major. Tisk. I think I think it would be cool, though, if, yeah, if he was somehow associated with or somebody, maybe not, I, I don't know. I would like to know more of his backstory. I think it would be cool if he was associated with the Jedi, had some yeah. kind of connection with them. Because Mon Mothma doesn't, and I'm fine with that. But if he did, that would be cool because it is still Star Wars. And and if it's yeah. if he's not, I'm not going to complain. But because yeah. it is Star Wars, I think he's allowed to, they're allowed to, to have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that kyber crystal, it's so easy to just say, oh, he knows a Jedi and like, have a exactly. backstory explaining why he has that kyber crystal and like oh it's, it makes it so much more important that he gave it away like that so 100 yep. percent can't wait to see where this series goes in the next uh week because we're there this is our 264th episode i'm wearing this hat yeah. because there is a blizzard hitting buffalo <laughs> uh stay safe buffalonians go to detroit watch a football game are you getting hit where you are brock is anything no. started there yeah no same it's thing. completely avoiding this our areas so. oh is it really so you'll probably get hit the hardest yeah that's the way the weather's gone this year i've learned that if they say one thing let's see i don't know <laughs> they're like it's gonna rain all day tomorrow i'm like yeah i don't have to water the garden there's like the hottest driest day of the year i'm like you sons of 
anyway, yeah, hopefully everybody stays safe. Hopefully it doesn't uh, hit either one of us. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Brock. We're going to do this again on Thursday, 8.30 p.m. live. Yeah. I like that you froze as that happened. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, and until next time, Brock, you were always scum. Scum. Bags. Rebel scum. No, that's it. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.